Welcome to the Note Pod. Getting back to basics, I'm just going to talk about books I've been reading. It's April, April 13th right now. I wrote this reading list last week, but still pretty much like this is the list. So some books that I recently finished, Bitcoin Billionaire, Billionaires. I'm trying to think of like how to talk about these different books, but maybe I'll just talk about each book for two minutes. And I have, let's see, so one, two, three, four, seven, like 10 books. I guess that'll be 20 minutes. Might be a lot. But Number one, Bitcoin Billionaires by Ben Mesrich, Mesrick. And what I wrote here, I got more interested in crypto, blockchain through NBA Top Shot and the NFT boom. I had some Bitcoin already, but NFT popularity made me realize how little I know about how, how all of this works. And this ended up only being a highlight. It only had, it wasn't like a deep dive into like the technical aspects of Bitcoin, which I think you can just like get through the white paper. That's probably what I should have uh, started with. But this mostly follows the narrative of the Winklevoss twins getting ousted from Facebook. That's kind of where it starts. And their second act with in the rise to Bitcoin or in the rise with what they've done with Bitcoin. And actually, this was published a few years ago. So they're doing even better now. I think there was a recent profile on them. I didn't read that one yet, but actually this was only published two years ago. And I say only, but if I go ahead and let's look at the price from the day that this was published, it was, let's see, so May 21, 2019. Let's look at how the Winklevoss twins were doing. And it was at about 7,000 between seven and 8,000. So they're doing pretty well now, I'm guessing. And then tomorrow is actually the Coinbase IPO. So we'll see how that goes currently today. This is not going to be like your Bitcoin <laughs> crypto news source, but today 63,000 all time high. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And then number two, recently finished Almanac, or <laughs> Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jorgensen. He so what I wrote here, great read this week leading up to getting married. So I listened to this the week before the wedding. So I got married on Saturday. I think I mentioned that. I don't know when this is going to go up. I'll probably schedule it for like next week or something because I just did that. Check out that last episode, MMA life lessons, creativity lessons. But yeah, I listened to this book the week leading up to the wedding. I had I was in New York, so we've been we were on the East Coast for three over three weeks. So it was twenty five days total. I know because we're gonna have an invoice coming in for twenty five days of boarding booster, so that you know we we couldn't take the dog with us. So yeah, twenty five days. About ten of those were in New York City. Really loved being back. I should do some takeaways from all of that, but. Yeah, it was nice to walk around, listen to books again, listen to podcasts, take long walks in the city, walks around Central Park, and I listened from start to finish the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And it was a good refresher on kind of Naval's philosophy to life, and he is, if you if you learned about him through Twitter, then you probably know about his thread. You definitely know about his thread, How to Get Rich Without Getting Lucky, this covers that, so it did seem like half of it was pretty much like dedicated to that thread and going deep into deeper into each tweet, and then book recommendations. Different, it's a compilation of different articles, podcast episodes that he's done. So great to go through it. Some new stuff for me. If you follow 
Naval, then it'll be a great refresher. And it, it was just really good to listen to this, actually, uh, relating this to marriage, just as a reminder of what actually is important in life, and that's money. And But yeah, Naval talks about, of course, like the thing that some people do forget is at the end of that how to get rich without getting lucky thread, the last tweet is that once you do all of these things and get wealthy, then you'll realize that's not what you really wanted. And so this, again, was a good refresher and just a reminder of what's actually important, freedom and freedom to do the things that you want to do, which money helps with. But then also having good relationships, having a building up a good relationship, having a good relationship with Amy, my wife now, and starting on that journey. This was all good reminders of what was important. And actually just like reflecting on that, it, it was very, there was a nice contrast of the two weeks that we were staying in Connecticut. I was kind of addicted to Twitter for whatever reason. I like reinstalled it on my phone probably to pass the time and I noticed I wasn't that present as present as as I should be so I would have to like leave it in another room completely and I was just like following all this NFT stuff and looking at people getting rich very fast is what it seemed like and then I tried to mint some NFTs and it was all like this very it was such a failure on my part I think and then yeah just like being completely absorbed in the internet for two weeks and then the week in New York, taking walks. My friends flew in. Amy's friends were there. My family flew in. And it was a lot of time offline. And it was stressful leading up to it. But I can say very clearly, I was very happy just when I was spending time with Amy, catching up with friends in New York, catching up with friends that flew in. And yeah, I was, I was just super super happy and spending time with my family showing my parents a little bit more of new york always wish we could have done that and it is good to have again like getting back to this book just that this book compiles reminders of it's nice that not just this book but that any book can have this kind of wisdom and we'll see how long it lasts i'm already like getting re-addicted to social media back in sf back into my different echo chambers so check out Almanac, Almanac of Naval Ravikant. If you want to learn more about Naval, it, it's a nice compilation of his uh, most popular, his best material. Next up, so those were the two recently finished books. Now I have some in-progress books. I have five in-progress books here that I've listed. Number one, Musashi. I'm still working through this. I think I might be able to finish it in April. I've started to focus in on reading it a little bit at night, a little bit in the morning. This is a fiction book, but about a real person. And it is just about Musashi Miyamoto and his growth as like the greatest swordsman in the world and becoming the greatest swordsman in the world. It is another reminder of why fiction is great, and I should always read more fiction and stop probably reading the same lessons in business books over and over again repackaged and then unapplied because i just end up like not applying these different things so musashi is great really enjoying it it's i would say a little slow going i mean it's 950 pages 
but now I'm really, really in, the, I would say, the meat of it, the, the action, which is, I'm, I'm very shallow about it. That's what I was looking for, is sword fights, and now I'm getting that. Speaking of, just as an aside, that this is what I should do, is, like, lessons from Terminator, because Amy and I have watched, we, do, we only have Terminator 3 left, but we've watched four, oh no, we have Salvation as well, but we have five different, we, we've watched all, we've been trying to work through all the Terminator movies in the past month or so month two months so big action fan and yeah this is good so musashi good book if you're into samurai and like just learning more about what it might be like living in that time in japan i will yeah i'm I'm definitely i have been thinking about it and that's i think the sign of a good fiction book is that you kind of think about getting back to it when you're doing other things so yeah, looking forward to see what what's next, what's in store for him. A lot of blood. Another recommendation, go check out the show Warrior on HBO Max if you're looking for something new to stream. Okay, so this next in-progress book, this is usually what I listen to in the morning a little bit of while I'm walking Booster. The Infinite Machine by Camila Russo. I am, again, there's a pattern here of Bitcoin billionaires, Almanac of Naval Ravikant and Infinite Machine. So all of this is like somewhat related to crypto. And I am continuing to learn more about blockchain technology, crypto. This book is about the history of Ethereum. And this is the main coin that was involved in the recent NFT boom. The only history I know of Ethereum is that I wish I had bought some earlier. I started this and one takeaway is that Vitalik Buterin, he's a creator of Ethereum. He started by writing for Bitcoin, or I think he created Bitcoin Magazine, and would write articles for different sites for and write on Bitcoin forums. And I think it just shows a nice path in anything. Maybe maybe not anything, but I think it could any kind of like knowledge work sort of thing. Programming, if you're building stuff online, creating content. Getting specifically writing to as the base, like the foundational skill is writing, that writing about something will just, as always, help you really get that material down. You can check your understanding against yourself, then you can share it with other people to check your understanding. And that's kind of what he did when he was writing the white paper for Ethereum. Started writing it, then would send a draft to uh, close collaborators before he was able to launch it to the world. And there's definitely, like, as I learn more about, like, the space, I'm starting to see, oh, there's there's really the true believers of, they're, they're not just, they're actually not just in it for a payday. And he is definitely one of those where he talked about, there's, like, a famous tweet he had that was something like, oh, crypto is total value right now. It's, like, half a trillion dollars, but did we earn it? Basically, he was saying no, that okay, these are nice numbers of what different things are worth, but it's not like people are the majority, like such a small percentage of people are using it as uh, like utility and actually doing like exchanges of money and things like that. It was mostly like a, a value store rather than the kind of dream of Ethereum of having like, uh, that's what what the title comes from, the infinite machine is that this would just be able to, run smart contracts, run programs forever. And with everything distributed or distributed on the blockchain. 
I don't know really what I'm saying. I'm kind of just like trying to repeat phrases from the books that I read, like yeah, distributed. It's, it's something that is different from like cloud computing in some way in that all of the transactions are validated on different computers. And I'm going to move on to the next book. This one is actually I'm going to skip this because I didn't I didn't get that too far in, in this. So it's more of the future reads. It's Working Backwards by Colin Breyer and Bill Carr. This one's about Amazon, but like I said, haven't read it completely yet or haven't gotten too far in it. I, I was mostly interested. The reason I want to read it is that I'm interested in how Amazon, they have this rule, no PowerPoints, and you have to write, like, learn to write six-page narratives. I thought that would be interesting to learn about and to, again, help in my pursuit to try to become a better writer, better content creator. Next up. The Energy Paradox by Stephen R. Gundry. I wrote, I want to get my energy back. This is very true. I do want to get my energy back. And I can rarely stay awake through a full movie after a work day. And when I'm up, I just don't have it, have any get up and go. That's what the book calls it, G-U-A-G, get up and go. I'm just kind of like, just worn out. Uh, it seems like I'm worn out all the time. I know I've felt better in the past. I'm not... 80 years old I, I i do say i'm like pretty quick to say i'm getting older but in my 30s i'm not you know there's 30 year olds there's 40 year olds people with 50 year olds that have more energy than me just day to day so i want to get back to it i've just felt better in the in the past this can't just be like aging it's my lifestyle choices have been bad i'm probably like not sleeping that well not eating that well and i wanted to change that so Instead of like taking action, I decided to read a book, and that book is The Energy Paradox. So it's about, I think, lectins, reducing my lectin intake, and also focusing on my gut. One review that I read on, I think it was a Goodreads, mentions that, and then I took a look, and yeah, there, there's a page where he does talk about how 5G is going to be very bad for everybody's health. I would hope this isn't like referring to say like 5G conspiracy theories and that kind of thing. But it seems like the takeaways are pretty sound. I mean, it's basically like don't eat certain things. So some of the things I think that are controversial from what I was reading um from other people's reviews is just like there are a lot of vegetables actually that he recommends avoiding. So to in the end, a few lists of foods to eat, foods not to eat. I would say if I'm going to try, but I already like don't eat a lot of vegetables, so it'd be kind of odd to just even reduce like fewer, you know, like go down to even fewer vegetable options. But a lot of it is already kind of like in line with how I would ideally want to eat anyway, or not want to, but like what I kind of had in mind. So it's more having more of the why of why eating this way would be good so of course more vegetables more fiber all like things that other diets recommend as well so i do like that advice uh, if you're going to pick a different uh, way to eat take a look at a few different ones and then what you'll know is at least if you can find the common aspects between them then you can at least focus on those common aspects so increasing vegetable intake I'll take that as a takeaway. We'll be taking a look at my sleep. There, there's something I have been trying is, or like been more wary of. I already have done like another big thing in this is intermittent fasting, which I've kind of I've pretty much done and continued to do uh, for years now. I think it's been like five years now. And I think it really is the only reason that I haven't 
that I have maintained like a manageable weight. I did hit like an all time high in the past year, probably, but yeah, intermittent fasting has helped. Oh, I was gonna say the the thing that it recommends is trying breakfasts where you only have a very simple breakfast. So it's either all protein or all carbs, and I think it, it's just like the same thing. So not mixing them, and this is supposed to be good for your digestive system. I'll try it and your energy, and then that's something I've been trying. And actually, this might just be from getting back after such a long amount of travel. After getting back from 25 days of travel, which means 25 days not in my own bed, that I have been much better rested. So making a few different changes, but I do think my energy is slow, is improving. I wouldn't even say slowly. Like It is getting better. Reading this book was part of it, at least to get me thinking more about putting energy first, increasing that. Then uh, this last book that's currently in progress, it's called Fast Forward, Hollywood, the Japanese, and the Onslaught of the VCR by James Lardner. This is from, I think it was published in 1981, and it just talks about, I am not too far into it, but it is combining some learnings from last year's books. Number one, I enjoy reading older books about some recent technology at the time. Last year I read Michael Lewis's Next, and this was just about the internet in the early days of like communities online. Not not the very early days, like the 90s, but like the 2000s. When, and it just talks about, so in Michael Lewis's Next, yeah, he just talks about like kids getting on the internet and building up reputations as law experts and they're like 13 years old but yeah it, it's fun to read that kind of book and then also reliving yeah just reliving that without like you could read a history book about that time but it's always going to be filtered through a modern lens and comparing it to current day so seeing that time written about at that time is going to be a different experience that is fun then number two i enjoy reading about hollywood filmmaking Hollywood and filmmaking. One of my favorites from last year was Robert Rodriguez's Rebel Without a Crew. So this is another one, just kind of in that intersection of technology and Hollywood and then in time decades ago. And yeah, it is just like fun to see them coordinating, just talking about like business, international business at the time, technology at the time, that I think a VCR was something like fifteen hundred dollars and then with inflation it's five thousand dollars i never then i started to question the whole like is this inflation math right that like if a kid at because i always think of like when i bought i asked my parents for uh super street fighter 2 that i would think the cartridge was ninety dollars so let's say i'm gonna just do some live Googling, let's go Super Street Fighter 2, which was 1993. Let's see, so Super Nintendo. Let's just, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it 93. Inflation, 1993. And it says value today. So if I put in $90, all right, let's, okay, so this is, oh, here we go. $90, calculate. It's $165. Was I really asking my parents to buy me a game that was $165? I don't know. I feel like it was like asking for $90 today. But what do I know? So VCRs at the time, very expensive, new technology. 
And the big controversy in the book is about if you, of course, like allowed you to record TV shows. And it, it, I think it's going to get into ownership and just the rise of VCRs. We'll see. I, I should, maybe it wasn't worth talking about this one because I'm not that far into it. But yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. Some books that are next up. I won't, I won't spend too much time on this. I'll start ending the podcast now. So there's this book, Damon by Daniel Suarez. This, I, I wish I could remember where I saw the recommendation, but it's from, I think that's like around 2010. And it gets into some of the things that are real today now, like the popularity of crypto. And then it's also a fiction book and science fiction, which I have always enjoyed, but just don't read enough about. And it reminded me of this quote by Tiago Forte. He's an online writer. He run, runs this course, Build a Second Brain. And he has a quote. He says, I started reading sci-fi to pass the time. I had good memories of reading Jurassic Park as a kid. I continued because I noticed that it gave me something, a stronger imagination, a disrespect for the merely possible. So, yeah, it'd be great to think about how the Internet will change and how to use the Internet in the future for things I want to do. And then I also also bought Two Meals a Day by Mark Sisson. So... All you're going to hear about is I'm just going to slowly turn into like weird diets and weird currencies. And then last one, Soundtracks by John Acuff. That's more along the lines of self-development, the usual books that I read. And I've enjoyed all his previous books about like starting a project, ending a project, the middle of a project. And like, so I, I'm just a fan of his books. So those are the next books up and really focused on finishing Musashi. So Thanks for listening to this. Try to figure out the right time to post this, and I'm going to try to bank a few episodes and schedule them, and then, I don't know, buy some ads or something. And I I really want to become more consistent, as always, with the podcast.